Hello, and welcome to Your Take is Excrement. Today is our first episode. Wow, look at us. Wow, Happy at birthday. Us. Happy birthday, yes. Neo. Happy first birthday. Happy first birthday. Today we are one year. Well, isn't that weird how you don't start life at one year old? You start at zero years old. Yeah. So you don't start at like one. Well, you start at nine. Wait, never mind. That's a bit. Ignore me. <laughs> you started nine months. Uh, yeah, Almost and, 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 then, and then I realized realized the the if you if you really dig into that take it's horrific. Oh, one hundred percent. I feel like you know what I feel like if you get out of the womb, those nine months are added. Like like like, <laughs> you, like get you, you, you get a bonus. You get those. It's extra. like a sign on bonus. Yeah, exactly. I think you start at one, and that's only fair. But anyway, but we today this is not episode zero. This is episode one. We are doing the first episode of. Your take is excrement, or we're going to just start calling it excrement because it's shorter and funnier and, funny. and hilarious. Um, and, to, and today, I mean, I guess every day, but today especially, my name is May, and I uh, am a horror um, personality on the internet. I'm mostly known uh, for watching absolute shit and laughing about it, a uh, talent that God bestowed upon me. Uh, and, and today I am joined by my absolute darling. Uh, go ahead. Uh, Neo or Angstrom online when I eventually get those things up and running. I have a Twitter. You do have a uh, Twitter and it's, ooh, it's, it's a sexy Twitter. Listen, if you want to see some cat boy photos, Angstrom. Who Angstrom. doesn't? Listen. Who doesn't? Humanity is evolving to cat boy, not crab. Scientists are wrong. <laughs> my, my doctor will be coming out soon. Fuck you, Jordan Peterson. We're not lobsters. We're yeah. cat boys. Come yeah. on. Uh, well, even women are cat boys. Everybody knows that. Well, there's cat women. No. No? Only cat, Only cat boys. <laughs> <laughs> if we're lucky. Yeah, um, ideally. Ideally. So the idea of this podcast here. Uh, that we are on your take is excrement. I do like plugging the title. I think people need to know uh, <laughs> the the whole like the whole bit here is that our boy Neo here, you know, he he grew up a sweet Christian boy in Africa, and he didn't see a lot of the vile, horrible things that us dumbass Americans have have seen. At least movie wise. At least movie wise. Um, <clears throat> which is a wonderful thing for me because I truly, truly love harming other people's minds with media. So uh, I, I have been given this this job by by God Himself to to take this beautiful cat boy and warp his little brain into into my brain uh, <laughs> a brain of nightmares <laughs> so we have decided to sit down and actually just go through a bunch of weirdo classics psychedelic horror films um not just horror but mostly horror uh and and a lot of just classics and just kind of go through our takes as they evolve on them and then at the end of the episode we're going to decide whether we would call the film our kind of excrement which is good or we don't like it's not we don't want to shit that out yeah. we don't want that so so we have to decide at the end like where we sit on it if it if it like goes in it's a good shit the or a pile bad shit. yeah like let's say we have a shit pile right and and Neo needs a good shit pile in his life. And so we're building his shit pile right here in front of you. And I think that's beautiful. So, but Neo gets to decide as we go what goes on the shit pile. But so do you at home. It's like, it's going to be fun. It's like a, it's like a game we play. I think about it. I think it's hilarious. Good shit or bad shit. Exactly. And it's always bad shit. Um, <clears throat> so, and because it's always bad shit... Uh, that brings us primarily to the object of our episode, which today is the film Cannibal Holocaust, directed by Ruggiero Deodato. Uh, it is an Italian film, and if you don't know about it, you probably are living under some kind of rock like Neo over here. I mean, I even I I I, I conceptually knew about the film. I feel like I feel like everybody 
know conceptually knows about the film. Like, sure. Even if even if you haven't seen the film, yeah, you, you had that one friend in high school. That's like, hey, do you know about this? You know about Cannibal Holocaust? They they killed someone in it. Yeah, it's my, disgusting. My, my big brother told me. Yeah, it's like the most fucked up thing ever, man. Man. Like everybody's. So I grew up with Blockbuster. So uh-huh. it, you know, growing up with Blockbuster, you always heard about this shit because it'd be the weird shit that they would like either not get in or they'd get in very briefly. And it's like, yeah, there's there's no good rational reason for why they would give that to thirteen year old me. Wait, did they actually have? Yes. What? Yes. Like wow. you'd be surprised. Like especially on tape. Like when when it was on VHS tape, holy shit, they had like all the David Lynch stuff. It was crazy. I aspired that level of apathy to humanity. To, 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 to hand give. a thirteen-year-old a copy of *Cannibal Holocaust*. <laughs> well, and see that that brings us to the next thing. See, because uh, I handed Neo *Cannibal Holocaust* at a at a very unique time in his life while we were uh, doing um, acid, LSD, psychedelics. Yeah, we were we had we had d- done a little bit of LSD together. Like we do, which is fun, and we liked it, and then... And then we went to the bad time, where we, we while watched, at our most empathetic selves, watched uh, Cannibal Holocaust. And had... And, and this is kind of where this podcast came from, to be honest. Like, it came from... We were laying on the bed next to each other. Um, I had my head on your, uh, on your chest... And I was watching the film, and then you said, May, we should start a podcast. <laughs> and I and I wept and said, yes, <laughs> absolutely we should. But no, okay, these are jokes. But we, we, we decided to do this because while we were watching Cannibal Holocaust, Neo came up with just some nuclear takes about it and it was amazing like we were just talking about it in a very candid way and we were just like damn i wish that people could hear these conversations (laughs) so we've decided to start recording our conversations um today well i think that's how all podcasts start is is you take two very (laughs) conceited people yes full of themselves and, and and they decide that 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 their ideas must be heard. Absolutely, especially you know, two people have a conversation over over a little bit of LSD, and then suddenly you're just like, "Damn, the podcast just comes together, huh?" Mm-hmm. So, well, and I think I think a lot of people at home are gonna be like, "Damn, um, that's fucking psychotic." Um, why did they watch one of the notably? One of the most disturbing movies um, known to man uh, on LSD, a chemical known for giving you bad trips, possibly, if you see things that trigger that. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I should say, the people we were with that weren't the They two did of us not like did it. Did not have a good time they with it. They had that. a bad time with it. Um, they had a. Uh, uh, ranging from indifferent to to very bad time yeah but i mean like so we were kind of at this point in the trip where everybody was very mature i felt like everybody could handle it and it felt like the trip was nearly over and it was about time for us to start going to bed and when it's about time for people to start going to bed when you're on lsd the idea is like okay well let's turn on something kind of something that's going to engage people intellectually on such a level that they'll go, damn, that's crazy, man. And then they'll go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And so for whatever reason, I was just like, cannibal Holocaust is obviously going to be that. So we decided that that was going to be the vibe and about halfway through it. I don't know. Did we regret it? Um, I don't, I, I think I regretted it from when from from the moment the, <laughs> the moment the, the idea came out of your mouth. <laughs> the, the moment you said, yeah. "Hey, hey, y'all, let's let's watch Cannibal Holocaust." And on I acid. Well, because I said I jokingly said, "Let's watch Apocalypse Now on acid." 
which also would have been fucking insane. Kind of, kind of want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, hey. The, the night is young. Yeah. Hey, you free tomorrow? <laughs> uh, yes. For legal reasons, for that's le- a joke. Oh, for legal reasons, that's a joke. My lawyer said that's a joke because I don't think this drug is legal in Texas yet. Um, but when it is, oh boy, the oh content boy. is going to be so spicy. Oh man, I can't wait till they legalize drugs here so that I can start making the good shit. You know what I mean? You should take a week into Colorado. I know, you're very correct. <laughs> uh, and just make all the content in Colorado that's possible <laughs> and just surf on back over here. Anyway, so so like Cannibal Holocaust has this reputation uh that precedes it very much where it's it's mostly known for being like kind of a dare movie it's kind of yeah borders on not safe for life like and it's a movie that borders on it because well, I, yes. there's there's definitely like three minutes of that movie that are not safe for life yes 100 percent so the, the the rest of that is like open for discussion but there are absolutely three whole minutes of <laughs> Of of ah oh, fuck of, I don't like it. Of, oh fuck, someone should probably go to jail for this. Yeah, and and oh boy, people sure try. <laughs> um, but but like, I don't know. I feel like it's it's kind of a rite of passage. Mm-hmm. It's kind of that movie. It's like once you've seen that, it's kind of like okay, I have reached some sort of mental dexterity in there mm-hmm. where I'm never going to be defeated by a movie ever again because I've seen this in this setting and I was fine. Mm-hmm. So it's like a powerful experience to to watch it and to tolerate it and like. Well, it's like slaying a lion. You know, it's like yeah. It's like it's like all right. This is <laughs> you. You've graduated into into adulthood. Exactly. You know exactly. And we love that. Uh, so everybody likes to graduate. We all did a big graduation. Isn't that <laughs> nice? Uh, so so before we actually talk about the the movie itself, <clears throat> I I th- I think we should just expound ever so slightly more on what the exact experience of watching Cannibal Holocaust on LSD is like, as opposed to anything else, right. before we actually talk about our takes. Well, so first of all, um, I th- we, we instead of watching the, what what is that, a Blu-ray on the shelf? Yeah. Instead of watching the nice, crisp 1080p or 4K. That I paid like 40 fucking dollars yeah, for. Whatever yeah, whatever. It's a 4K high, res- def- restoration. 4K, so instead of watching it, a 4K Blu-ray on a 4K TV. We instead found a shitty fucking YouTube video of it and watched it in almost 360. Maybe? Yeah, it was it was fuck awful quality. It was like the worst possible quality. So <laughs> I insisted on this even though I purchased the fucking Blu-ray. I was like, no, 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 no. We watched this on the worst possible. And you know what? There was a there was a secondary reason. Uh, the secondary reason is that it makes some of the gore shit a little more tolerable for people in the room if they look at it and they're like, oh, I can't really see it very well, now right. can I? But then when you actually watch the 4K, which I have done, um, you realize that the gore effects don't look that good anyway. Well, they look fake fucking as shit anyway. Except for the real ones. <laughs> except for the very real ones, which are very real. But so, like, to expound on my experience with Cannibal Holocaust on LSD, I had a very uncomfortable interaction with the turtle. Like, well, I think we, real quick, we should take a moment and just spoiler warning for. When when was Cannibal Holocaust made? Spoiler warning. Spoil well. Spo- for, <laughs> spoiler for warning. He doesn't know. They do just on trigger film. warning. I think trigger, would be a, yes. a more pair. So yeah. So so content warning. Uh, I guess. Wow. We're how long? Fifteen. Almost fifteen, 15 minutes, minutes into this son of a bitch, and we're dropping a content warning. Yeah. People die. Animals die. Um, well, what else you got? People don't die on film. They die in the movie. Right. They they did just cut a living sea turtle in half. With a uh, machete. With a machete. For funsies. For fun. Uh, sea turtles are endangered. 
Yes. And they do just have a bunch of actors play around in the insides of a once-alive endangered sea turtle. Which, which naturally will make you ask the question, and I think it's, the, it's, it's a question that every human being needs to ask themselves, which is what exactly brings an actor to the place in their life where they are willing to do that for a movie? What, what was it? You know I, what I mean? I, the only way I can imagine it in my head is the absolute, like, ass-clenching fear of a director. It has like, to be can that, Can you right? imagine how, like, like, you're hot, you're literally in the Amazon, and a insane Italian man... You're gonna fucking hand, die by a snake any second now. ...hands you a machete and a seed turtle and tells you to go for it. And the only way that you can get home... Is if this man coordinates a plane ride right. for you. So if you don't do what he wants, he's going to be very, very upset with you and not let you on the plane on the ride home. And so the bad. only way I can imagine them doing this is if, is if he's holding their passports like over the Amazon River yelling at them. Well, it's one of those situations where you look at it and you go, this has to be abusive, right? Yeah. This has to be an abuse by the director. But then you see them participating in it, and some of them are smiling, and you're like, yeah. they're participating in this. Yeah. Well, like, to an extent, uh, there's like a, I don't know, it's like... Well, have, I mean, to be fair, have, have you ever uh, <laughs> slaughtered an animal in the bush? I have slaughtered an animal in on a farm. So, I killed a chicken with an axe. I, uh, there's... One of my many weird experiences is, um, like a Lord of Flies gaggle of of teenage boys. We were all fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, my school, my boarding school wanted us wanted to teach us to be men, so they drug us out into the the bush of the, of uh, of Kenya, and they had a bunch of goats, and they handed machetes to to I forget I forget what you had to do, but I think it was like if you like memorize more Bible verses than anyone else or whatever, it was, it was a reward. They handed kids machetes and had them slaughter goats, which we then ate. Um, so, you know, I, I, and we didn't film, so I guess we were doing better than the cannibal Holocaust, but to, to be fair to the actors, like I wasn't comfortable with the whole thing, but my classmates had a lot of fun, uh, <laughs> Slaughtering, slaughtering literal animals slaughtering living animals and then playing around with the discarded bits so i think i think there is there is something in in some humans uh morbid fascination this morbid like fascinate it, it's like it's like taking it's like the the grotesque fucked up bit of like taking apart an alarm clock yeah, exactly. They want to take apart a living thing and understand like, what's inside it. It's like a fucked up or more fucked up version of like dissections and yeah, you know, and like biology or whatever. Impromptu dissection. Impromptu, yeah. Um, like like a, whoa, what's in there? Who doesn't like an impromptu dissection? Uh, let's see what's inside. Uh, it's like Christmas. So like. Neo and I very much have a commonality in our life in that we both had pretty fucked up childhoods. Uh, Neo had a fucked up childhood in Kenya and I had a fucked up childhood in Oklahoma. And like, so my chicken killing situation was, you know, it wasn't quite as horrible. I mean, it was pretty fucking horrible, but basically I, I gave it one good whack and I failed. I didn't, I didn't do very good. So I handed the ax to my father who then cleanly uh cut the head right off of the chicken which then uh, ran off spraying blood everywhere it was, it was as like chickens the, do as chickens do it was it was the worst thing i can recall in my brain ever having seen it, it made me immediately feel ill and mm. i was not hungry anymore yeah uh that's why i can't that's why i hate goat meat yeah because it it, it it smells like a dying goat to me it really yeah something about it i don't know anyway so all of this is to say, it's a, been a long and winding road, but we, we are back. Yeah. All of this is to say, when May looks at the, the scene with the sea turtle in Cannibal Holocaust on LSD, having lived the life that I've lived, sitting next to Neo, who has lived the life that he has lived, I see 
the machete go down onto the neck of the turtle and it looks like a knife going through butter and I get hungry and it looks really great and I'm like, wow, they're making food. Mm-hmm. And that was my immediate thought about it. And then I realized that this is what I was thinking. And I realized that these have to be the thoughts of like a serial killer. <laughs> and I right. immediately well, was like, oh, fuck, I have to stop. <laughs> well, like, I think if if there's any way to like make the scene less bad in the movie is for them to have just like butchered it for food yeah. instead of instead of playing around in it. Well, and like if that's the reality this makes sense to me in a lot of ways. And I, it probably was the reality. You know, I mean, ultimately, if you're in the woods for a long period of time, so what are you going to eat? You know, you're going to eat whatever's around. Right. So very literally, they could have eaten that turtle. I don't actually know. But regardless, they told me it was going to be food in the narrative. Mm-hmm. And so when I was looking at it, I saw it as food and when they cut it up, I was like, yes, the cycle of life, mm-hmm. the turtle becomes food. And this was just like such a harrowing, horrible idea to me. Uh, and it continues to be, for whatever reason, a haunting idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's almost more haunting than having seen a turtle get decapitated like 50 times because I've seen the movie a billion times, including in 4K, which is great to do. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget the like very first time I was over at a girlfriend's house, bundled up on the couch, turned it on YouTube, got to that turtle thing, and I immediately felt that that dread and illness that came with like that that initial thing with the chicken where it was like mm-hmm. it died. Like that that right. morbid feeling and um I I grew curious because of that. It was very much a rite of passage for me because when I saw that, I went, okay, well, number one, I know I can handle shit like this, which means I now have to try and understand shit like this. And it kind of very much set me on a path. So Cannibal Holocaust is actually the perfect first episode for this podcast because it very much does set us on a path um, to our demise. Right. Well, and I guess like with my reaction to the scene when we were watching it, um, I, my, my first take was, was, um, when I, I guess I should back up first. So a lot of the movie to me was, was seeing how, how the director and the cast see, see not Western civilization. Right. Um, and, and then, and I think a lot of the, like the scariness of the movie or the, I guess like the the foreignness of the movie is dependent on on the audience being not scared having, of the non-western world being scared of the non-western world so it, it, when the turtle scene happened what kind of the, the the dawning revelation i had was huh to to everyone i know here in america this is watching horrifying. this is horrifying and watching an animal get butchered in in in, in the bush is a foreign experience and it's a scary experience and 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 I, and and I say that not to say that it's like good to go into the Amazon and kill sea turtles. It's not. Don't do it. Um, just just don't. But but it's, do us a solid. The the yeah, do us a solid. But the concept of 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 going into the bush and butchering an animal is just it, it's it's just something that it's something that happens. Like it, it's 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 how life. You, it's life. It's how you get meat in some parts of the world. Um, it's how you get meat in all parts it, of the I guess world. In, but, but you know, in, and in, that's, in America, you're like a step removed, right? Exactly. Like, well, you're many steps you, removed. Yeah. Intentionally. Right. So to not think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm reading this book right now. It's called Cows. This is very off topic, and we will get back, but <laughs> I'm reading this book right now. It's called Cows. It's by uh, Matthew Stokoe. It's on my table over there. And anyway, it's uh, it's basically about the inner workings of a slaughterhouse and how, like, you know, because Americans are so removed from what that's like, 
you know mm-hmm. basically the people that work in the slaughterhouse are fucking insane like they kill animals they love killing animals they enjoy the shit out of it they fuck the dead animal like it's a whole thing mm-hmm. it's like a big orgy of crazy violence in there and now that's probably not how slaughterhouses actually are but there might be one out there that's <laughs> like that right yeah, yeah. but either way the point is like we are so fucking removed from mm-hmm. this idea that anything that goes on in in that facility is baffling to mm-hmm. us so like that that kind of applies to cannibal holocaust too it, it is it's a movie that exists that baffles westerners mm-hmm. it just baffles westerners all around even if like even if you hate the movie it has a tendency to baffle westerners mm-hmm. and it's like well, I guess we should talk about what the movie is about. Yes, uh, which we never, never really did. But that's well, fine. We got, we got, we got lost on the <laughs> on the conversation about the trigger warning. Yeah, but I mean, so Cannibal Holocaust. Okay, explain Cannibal Holocaust okay. for for people so, who have never seen it. Cannibal Holocaust is the story of of this. Um, not archaeologist. What's the what's the profession? anthropologist? Anthropologist. That's right. So it's the story of an anthropologist who is approached by a news organization and they have found the footage or want want him to go find the footage. Yes. They, they want him to go find the footage of the news team they sent to go investigate the cannibal tribes of the Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, which just to start, just that alone is just incredibly racist to a comedic degree. Um, oh, yeah. This whole movie is, despite it, what despite what the director wants to communicate, which we'll talk about later, uh, d- d- irregardless of whether he communicates what he's trying to communicate well, it's very very racist. Yeah, I mean, it's one of very few movies, all weirdly directed by Italians, that are both really fucking racist and actually have a genuine conversation about race in a way that most movies don't. Right. It's it's. <laughs> It takes a racist to have that conversation. It does. Um, so okay, so the this anthropologist is hired to go and to find the the what happened to this to this team of of um, reporters that went into the Amazon. So then the movie is is his uh, his journey through the Amazon as he as he slow as it just like slowly gets worse and worse and worse as they. Uh, uh, participate in human slavery and torture um rape um yes. am i am i missing any, any any fucked up things that happen well, oh so so to clarify a couple of things the the guy that they send into the amazon to find the footage he finds that they've died they yes. mysteriously died then he watches the footage back and on the footage, he learns that the reporters were up to some fucking shenanigans. Right. Including basically what they, they like staged a bunch of shit, fucking killed a bunch of people, burned down a village, caused a bunch of shit between two different tribes like who were at war. And so mm-hmm. he, they like started war. And then um, they, they also killed each other at different periods and raped each other at different periods, raped the native people. And at one point they rape a native woman. The native woman is then like, like put on a pike by her people because she's been like fucked by a white person, which is fucked up. And Mm -hmm. then that tribe is like, we have to go kill the white people who did this. So they fucking go through the woods and find them and brutally murder them. And mm-hmm. so the last thing we see is a guy walking out of a building, looking up at the sky and going, I wonder who the real cannibals are. <laughs> well, but also he, 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 he convinces the news organization to not release any of the footage. Well, right. well he, he, he suggests that they don't release any of the footage. And then the, like the, the, the director of the news organization is like, we had to burn the shit, burn, burn this shit. Just light it on fire. Well, and so that in and of itself is kind of a take. Like, why are we burning it? Like, mm-hmm. it still ha- it, it happened. Like, why are we denying its existence? But like, well, I, don't, I don't. I don't know if it's trying to deny its existence as much as it's trying to like um, condemn condemn their actions. Because it's like because don't it's, give them any. It, yeah, it, yeah. It's like it's like how 
whenever we we are in all of our World War II documentaries, all the footage of the Germans we use come out of German propaganda. Right, and Lenny so Riefenstahl. and so the like the German propaganda machine is is over the moon that in all of our footage we're using the the image of the Nazis that <laughs> we they continue to, us use to use Lenny Riefenstahl's version of Nazism. Yeah. yeah. So so I think what what I think the Italian is saying uh, the director what's his name again? Ruggiero Deodato. Deodato. I think what Deodato is saying is he's saying don't use that like like don't use the propaganda footage like because right. because because the something the anthropologist says is like the whole thing was staged like right. like you can't use the footage especially because they like if you everything cut that this happened, up and try to turn this into an episode it's gonna turn into an a, basically propagandizing continuing to harm these native people mm-hmm. because ultimately it's just a big act of colonial harm right yeah so um i think there is some or i i think one of my favorite kind of movies that, that that we watch are movies made by people who were alive during world war ii it's like a lot of like japanese samurai movies that were made by people who lived under imperial japan oh yeah or like these italians who were alive during during fascist, fascist italy i haven't italy. seen any any like we need to german get, movies. get a little deeper on that one yeah but, well we will I don't worry any, we I, were we made a podcast about <laughs> it my guy I, and i haven't seen any <laughs> german movies about that but it's it's I feel like they always have so much more to say about literally everything yeah. than anyone else that makes movies. Well, it's kind of the way that we all are now. It's I look back at myself a couple of years ago, like before COVID, and I'm like, what a silly little bitch. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. I'm like, what a silly, silly little bitch. Like, d- you didn't know shit. Mm-hmm. And, and it's very much the same way with people in World War II, where it's like, you know, they would very much look at what we're doing now and be like, wow, y'all don't know shit. Right. And and so we don't know what life is like in fascism. I mean, we do mm-hmm. now, but I mean, we don't we don't know what it's like to be in an internment camp and we don't know what it's like to for that shit. Right. So the, to be an Italian in the middle of... In the 70s. In the, yeah, and it's fucking insane. So on top of that, there's this reputation that Italian filmmakers themselves are notoriously, hideously racist. Mm-hmm. Like, hide- like notoriously, hideously racist. The reputation is very bad for Italians. So, Ruggiero Deodato is making a movie about that reputation. Mm-hmm. Weird. Well, and I, I, I also want to point out in our synopsis, um, the, the, the anthropologist who goes for most of the movie is interacting with the tribe that killed the reporters. Yes. So one of the whole bits of the movie is, is that the only reason that the cannibalism happened is because white people did some colonizer bullshit. Right. So when, when, when the scene came up where all the white people got horrifically cut in half and murdered and killed, it was in my, it was like to me and, and to my acid brain, it was, it, it was kind of like a, a, a happy scene. Yeah. Where it was like, it was like, come up and yeah, it the, was like <laughs> chickens came home to roost. Yeah. It's like, all right, you deserve you, this. You, you made son me of watch a, a scene where three of these white dudes rape somebody. So now, now I get to watch a scene where they get violently cut in half and their penises cut off. Well, you know, and I will say that that's a very, very fair thing about the exploitation genre. Like, if we ever watch Last House on the Left, there's like this 15 minute horrible rape scene, but the whole last end of it is just that person that <laughs> did the rape getting butchered mm-hmm. and then like it's the same with like i spit on your grave like a, bu- a group of guys like rape a girl and then the end of it is the girl just going back and just brutally murdering and cutting mm-hmm. off the dick of like everybody who did that so it's like exploitation has this weird i don't know manufactured comeuppance it's kind of the the inglorious bastards theater scene thing mm-hmm. where it's like when do we tolerate violence mm-hmm. and so how do we tolerate violence? How do we tolerate media violence, journalistic integrity, and, and especially Italian exploitative journalistic integrity? Mm-hmm. Like, how does that intersect with the actual world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because the world itself um, is mean, but in not non-western way you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's not in this like weird exploitative non-western thing it's it's mean in like a very normal way that we all kind of mundane i would Mm -hmm. say so like the journalist in the first half of the movie goes and hangs out with the tribe and learns how mundane 
it all is. Mm-hmm. Like their life is ultimately shocking to his Western eyes. But then eventually he's like, yeah, I get this. Like mm-hmm. this is normal to me. This isn't all that fucky wucky. Like, well, it, it's it's so mundane to them that they have to stir up shit to get to get like footage exactly. to sell. Exactly, and so the world is a mean place, yes, but it's f- the people profiting off of these communities of people that are just fucking vibing. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of shit is fucking evil. So the end of the movie is like, who's the real cannibals? And it's like literal cannibalism is occurring in a tribe because of instigation and all this shit, but who's cannibalizing a community? It's like Western people torturing non-Western communities for clout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's cannibalizing a culture. Right. So I think, I think when, when a lot of people see this movie, I think the reason this movie is scary is because as Westerners and or white people, it's like you, you watch this movie about, about, about a bunch of white people getting fucking slaughtered and that's scary. And it's, yeah. and it's, it's the Amazon's an unfamiliar place and it's scary. Um, it's, it's, it's like, it's kind of like, it, it's almost like an alien thing where it's just so foreign that it's kind of incomprehensible to, to a degree. Exactly. And so, and so I think a lot of like, like the kind of the, the, like the beginner take to that movie is, is wow. The Amazon is scary. And, and like, and I, I think that's like, I think that's one of that's like the beginner take that the director wanted you to get, but I think there, there's a much deeper take that the director wanted people to understand, um, and that's that. Wow, white people fucking suck, and white people are the scary ones. Yeah. Um, and it's and it's like and it's really weird for me because I was watching that movie and and you watch the movie and you and you like you're having all these interactions with the journalists and they're kind of they're really foreign and it's like. It's like they're the kind of people you don't really meet in America, but the whole the whole bit is they're absolutely the kind of people you meet in America. Like you've like everyone's met people who have the capacity to do that, and in Africa, I've I've met people who go to Africa to kind of do that exploitative, like colonialist nonsense nonsense bullshit. And it's and so for me watching the movie, the the fact that that I was that that the, that the director was trying to communicate that this behavior was weird and abnormal and look how weird this is was full, was, was weird to me because like I've had dinner with those people like I've you know right. you know I've 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 interacted with those people and I've had conversations and I've I've talked with them uh, when I was when I was growing up and so it's it's this this deeper understanding of the movie as of the 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 movie ultimately is about white people need to just leave other people the fuck alone. Yeah. And so it's it's this horrendously racist movie that's that's trying to make the point that white people need to fuck off. Yeah, ultimately. And leave people alone. Yeah. And well and so <laughs> explore the dimensions of this then, which is the fucked up thing is like how does one articulate that message? See, because there's there's like I agree with you about the the levels, right? There's mm-hmm. like the first level of it is if you've got the Western eyes on, then you're like, wow, so scary. And so when I turn the movie on with people, it's a test. Mm-hmm. It's always a test to see how fast we can get past that first one. Mm-hmm. Because the only people that would ever find that movie scary, and I put quotation marks around that, re- are like white Western people who have never seen something like that. Mm-hmm. Like or have somehow been protected from that world, like those are the only people that could ever be scared of it. So, like, <clears throat> you put the movie on and you test to see if somebody can jump over that hurdle. And like, when you do, then you're you arrive at the take zone where you realize this racist thing, and you're like, ah, okay. So the movie is ultimately about these, <clears throat> like racist implications of Italians going to the rainforest and causing mischief. So then you can jump over that hurdle again mm-hmm. and realize that Ruggiero de Adato took a bunch of people out into the wilderness, grabbed a bunch of cannibal people that he perceived to be quote unquote cannibal people and perceived like made a story and made a film that while about like racial justice 
is doing something racially hideously unjust. Mm-hmm. So where so so colonization exists also in the dimension of trying to communicate that How colonization bad. even exists. Right. Fuck. <laughs> that's a fucking. Yeah. That's a. That's a. She, is here. You know, it's like fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Um, and so like it, its place in horror history is really fascinating because, like, um, not scary mostly stupid Mm -hmm. not really all that interesting for like a solid half of it like i would definitely say that like it's got a pace to it takes its time Mm -hmm. and like it's not the the best made movie but a lot of people i think say shit like this which is like a movie like this could not be made today they couldn't make something like this now Mm -hmm. and Like, the reality of it is, I think people probably do make shit like this now. Well, yeah. More than we would ever realize. Well, right. But it's all, it's all saved on some, some tourist camera roll. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, and I mean, it never changed. Like, Mm -hmm. while we have a world that would have tolerated somebody trying to criticize colonialism by literally doing colonization in the fucking woods, Mm -hmm. like, Maybe that would have been more tolerable in Italy in the 70s. But, well, I mean, I guess it wasn't because (laughs) the fucking director was arrested. But also, nowadays, it is just the reality. Like, Mm -hmm. you lived in Africa. Mm -hmm. That shit is just the way it is. Like, Mm -hmm. we, another movie that we love is The Holy Mountain, which we're definitely going to do an episode on. But, like, The Holy Mountain has this bit where it's like you finally go into the city and you, like, realize that everyone in the city is just, like, taking photos of the culture and just, like, exploiting the shit out of everybody Mm -hmm. and everything. And, like, everyone's misery and death and violence. And they're just taking pictures of it and, they're they're like literally sexualizing it it's like a whole thing and so like i feel like there's this there's this truth in there that mm-hmm. that like cannibal holocaust kind of i feel like it 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 represents and mm-hmm. life nowadays just is right and we don't question it mm-hmm. um it's kind of fucked up how while challenging the concepts of colonialism in the 70s was kind of like radical while even doing the colonialism nowadays like it's so accepted and silent and like quiet like (laughs) Mm -hmm. quiet um but still happening in very much the same ways it's just baffling um that nothing ever fucking changes Mm -hmm. well and it's it's like a lot of a lot of the the tourism in africa is very much like come and see how like how we want to present this to you yeah so like the big things you do when you're like in kenya is either go to game parks and you experience like the wild as it as it is right um or at least the the curated wild where you have where you have an expert game warden uh (laughs) show you show you around yeah um or you you like literally visit the slums and there's this huge tourism industry where where you get in a car with somebody or you get in a bus and they drive you around the slums and you take fucking pictures of people like you know i've seen that you roll around and you take fucking pictures and and it's i've i think i've been on one and it's 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 horrific i in in um and i i hate it it's like you know, you're. It's like these people are trying to survive, and these people are not really this is surviving life for them. They are. This is like life and death. There's, oh, there's a pack of street kids who who have to band together to fight off other street kids so they can raid trash cans to get enough scraps of, of food of food so they can survive. And 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 there are there there's a white bitch who weighs 300 pounds because she can't stop eating fucking mcnuggets taking pictures of them and and i want to kill her <laughs> no i definitely so get your 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 whole thing there and and so it's like it's the this whole thing of like you know of 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 um like 
white people and like Westerners coming coming to to the third world to just kind of be ignorant assholes and yeah. to like oh I'm just trying to document this because like they think that they don't see anything wrong with it they they're just like oh this is like horrible I should show all my I, friends I how should bad document it is. this yes where it's like it's like then fucking help <laughs> like right like. It's literally that Channel 5 bit where he goes to the fucking rally and he's like, why don't you give me five bucks Like yeah. at the reparations rally? It's like, why don't you just give me five bucks then? Right. It's like they they bring all these cameras out there. They exploit the native people. Um, they torture a bunch of white people and make them fucking kill a turtle. And mm-hmm. they do all of this fucking shenanigans bullshit all in service of quote unquote scaring me. Mm-hmm. And failing ultimately because I have I have the sense to know that the world isn't the way that white people like <laughs> white it, Western yeah. people perceive it. Well, and it's literally it's like <laughs> it's it's that story you could very easily imagine it as like as like a pulp story from the from the like the 19th century where it's yeah. like oh we Englishmen must colonize the brutal wastes of South America because there are savages out there like. It's you know it's it's very easy to see it as like this like racist propaganda piece from three hundred years ago. Well, and ultimately, what is the fucking difference, yeah. right? And mm. well, yeah, and like it's the thing that I I've been the joke that I like to make around the house these days is like, you know, the Wild West. We talk about you know you could go down to the <laughs> the pawn shop and buy yourself a gun. Go down out in the street and just be like towning big note for two of us and just shoot everybody. And it's like. <laughs> literally that's texas it's yeah. <laughs> never changed like it's mm-hmm. still like that right and the police will never do anything because they're the fucking police they're crazy they're killing black people mm-hmm. like because it's fucking texas like nothing ever changed it's still the wild west nothing ever changed colonization in south africa and our weird dumb stupid racist interpretations of what that looks like are the same way mm-hmm they they're it's just it never died or changed well and it's just it's i think it's just late stage capitalism is ultimately racist because everything that we have like all the components for our phones are mined by by slaves child slaves in in central and eastern africa right and and so it's like i think capitalism itself is is just so incredibly racist or and and so it's it's ultimately unsurprising that 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 this is just kind of the prevalent like view and it has been for 300 or 200 years of because it's just that's just the system we've we've made and is like lurching forward is right is is everything that's over there is ours to take and to use and to exploit including their suffering like right they can't even have their suffering <laughs> they can't even have that to themselves fuck yeah, and you know, that is one thing that people don't get here and mm-hmm. it's like that it's like white people get to have suffering like privately. They mm-hmm. hate to have it alone, but mm-hmm. they ha- they have to privately suffer. And like a fucked up thing about being even like any modicum of celebrity is that your emotions are always on display, thus your suffering is always like mm-hmm. in in display. And so like that whole like having to kind of be aware of how your suffering is being exploited and who's paying attention to it is just like such a fucked up dimension of human existence. Right. Well, but even if you're a celebrity and and your suffering is being exploited to some degree, you're benefiting from that. Oh yeah. And, and, and these these people in the slums, they will never see a dime. No, they'll never see a fucking dime from it. Yeah, exactly. And so one is a choice and one the, is not. The best they can get is, is is they can show up to to like a to a church's like baptism campaign and 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 profess the Lord Jesus Christ as their savior for the twelfth time that week and get a meal. That's yeah. like that, that is the closest they can come to to profiting profiting from from this like colonization of their suffering. Right. It's it's a wildly different thing than here in the west mm-hmm. like here in the west like we we don't even understand these concepts and and it's and it's like and i'm I'm talking about this but it's 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 i i 
I, I've only really ever experienced that from from the privileged point of view. Right. Um, like, you well, don't know what it's like to necessarily be a kid in the slum that no, people are taking pictures I, of. I, and I've, I, like, I've talked with, with people who are, you know, who grew up in that. And, well, and also in, in my boarding school, we would also have visitors come. And, and so I'd be, I'd be in, like, in a classroom, like, trying to learn. And, and, they, and just a bunch of fucking white people walk in the back and take pictures of us. Right. And it's like, what the fuck, y'all? Like, yeah. like leave me the fuck alone. Or, or I'd, be, I'd be sitting in my dorm. And, and and they take people through my dorm and it's like this is this is my th- this like this like six foot by six foot room is is like all i have to this myself home, my this is life. my home like why why are there weird white people taking pictures of this yeah well like one time i was when i was early in transition um I was like, I was probably like a month in transition okay so it was like a long ass time ago and i was crying at a target I was like in Target and I was just very, very upset. And I wasn't making a scene or anything. I was just crying. Mm-hmm. And this like 16 or 17 year old kid pulled out his phone and started filming me mm-hmm. and just followed me around the store filming me while I cried. And just silently, like he didn't say anything to me. He just filmed me mm-hmm. and just laughed. And it was just like the the most awful thing <laughs> right. in the world. Mm-hmm. Um because and and you're just like you know stop fil- fucking filming me stop mm. fucking filming me but like you don't want to make a scene anyway i don't want to make a thing about it but my point is just like if you're something to oogle at people, white people will oogle at you like yeah. western people will oogle at you and think oh my god how did this how does this person right. live mm-hmm. and, and and so i don't know this might be a bit too much we might have to cut this but when when a child I don't know if it happens with people, but I've only really seen it in children. When a, when a child is starving, their bellies distend, and so they get these like really big bellies. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a, that's just a process of like of, of child star children starving. And and oh boy, have I seen a lot of that. But white people fucking like they they they, 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 they hate it. But they hate it in a way where they whip out their phones and they take twenty pictures. Well, of and it. and so and they, they, they 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 it's it's the oh my gosh that's horrible I want to see more. Yeah, well, and so when I was um when I was young, my grandparents, you know, if they ever are hearing this, God forbid, but my grandparents, you know, were kind of cultural tourists, which is to say they had a lot of money and they loved going to foreign countries, mm-hmm. taking pictures and being like, whoa, wow, look at how the other side lives. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and so um, they went to the Amazon and they took a bunch of pictures and they said that, yeah, the Amazon's fucking disgusting. Can't drink the water there because it's just shit water. And if you drink it, you'll get dysentery. And so all the kids are all bloated and fat with dysentery Mm -hmm. and they're all shitting themselves to death. And that's what that's what I heard like Mm -hmm. growing up. That's what what my opinion of what that was. But in reality it's it's also starvation yeah um it's a lot of fucking things mm-hmm. and ultimately you know what did my grandparents do to help they took pictures they took pictures yeah and they brought it home and they told me and they told mm-hmm. me this like crazy weird version of it mm-hmm. when in fact the situation is very complex and the people there are humans yeah like you and me mm-hmm. With consciousness and choice and and mm-hmm. free will, and like, they're, they're <sighs> this is their home, and so like, Cannibal Holocaust to me is a movie that speaks to that mm-hmm. in a way that nothing I've ever seen does, mm-hmm. while also being a terrible thing in and of itself. Right, in a, a horrifically racist movie. That, that that portrays the horrific racism of Western society. And nothing, it's almost like nothing is a substitute. Like there's mm-hmm. not another movie I've ever seen that quite portrays how racist Western society is. It's like that thing with Hunter S. Thompson where, where you know, he, he's able to like, to, to, to see 
or to, to, to so vividly describe racism because he's really fucking because he's fucking racist yeah and he, he, he has the self-awareness to be like wow i'm really racist so this is this so is I'll, obviously I'll, what i'm thinking about and right. my steps of that and so it's almost a valuable perspective because mm-hmm. it's kind of fucked up right and that this is why it's the perfect introduction to the series because it, it introduces the idea that can something be fucked up in a way that helps the world it, <laughs> right. in, a, in a way that mm-hmm. it's it's bad and wrong but in watching it it alters your perceptions or like it's a good document that that demonstrates something very valuable that most people will never see without it mm-hmm. and so to what extent can you really hate something like this well, and it's also it's also a, a, a litmus test for people because if if your takeaway from the if your takeaway from cannibal holocaust is wow that's just really scary it's like you probably need to evaluate your your, your fucking priorities, your, man. Your priorities and, and and how you see the third world, yeah, um, and how you see people of different cultures than you. Yeah. And if your takeaway is, "Wow, this Italian fuck is a bastard," then I think that's how he wants you to take the movie. Like, yeah, I, I think I think he wants you to watch the movie and be like, "Wow, fuck you." It's ultimately self-effacing, mm-hmm. which is yeah. really fucking weird. Mm-hmm. While while it, in order for it to be self self effacing so successfully, it has to be that fucked up, right? And that's just insane. Mm-hmm. I um now must pose the question: the first time we will ever ask this question, but not the last time. No, we will do this many times. <laughs> I have a feeling this went rather well, yes. to be honest. Um, so, um, Neo excrement or 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 not is this does this go in the pile for you is this one gonna be in there or so i didn't like it we'll talk about we'll talk about movies later that i liked (laughs) so i did not enjoy the film i thought a lot of my reaction (laughs) to the film i did not enjoy the film a lot of my a lot of my reaction to cannibal holocaust is is Wow, these are takes that I learned when I was a preteen watching yeah. watching white people do this in real life. Look how far in advance you are above <laughs> their fucking bitter psychology. Like, like, oh my god. So, so like so but I think I think that if I'm forced between that binary of of worthless and and in 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 the fertilizer pile I'm gonna have to put it in the fertilizer pile because I think it's important for, for people <laughs> who who didn't grow up in the third world. It goes in the fertilizer. I forget that shit is fertilizer yeah. sometimes. Shit is plant food. Oh, well, in that case, I have to put it in my fertilizer pile too. I put it in my little pottery garden and grew a, a beautiful bouquet of trash. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I mean, I think it's important. Like mm-hmm. if I, when I look back in my life, I think watching this was important to me. Like mm-hmm. it, it definitely altered my perceptions of reality, which is what I want for my my movies, my drugs, my friendships. You know everything. You mm-hmm. want to alter that perception, and um, like this was a movie that spoke to something in me that I knew when I was a child. But uh, Western society really wants to suppress by giving you a bunch of uh, bullshit, racist lies about what the third world looks like. Right. So watching this can break that spell Mm -hmm. for a lot of people and therefore i think that it's necessary and goes into the fertilizer pile even though i will agree that it is terrible i don't like it and it is racist it 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 (laughs) it, uh forever alters my opinions of italians for the worst (laughs) well (laughs) your opinions of italians was already pretty low let's be real listen you you can't be racist to a colonial power god damn it and and the Italians ultimately, and this is a this is a history tag I have, were one of the first colonial powers. <laughs> so they've been a shitty fucking colonial power for three thousand years. Yeah. So, so fuck them. So so fuck them. <laughs> so fuck them and fuck their movies. Yeah. But Cannibal Holocaust is pretty. It's pretty alright. It's not good, but it's pretty alright. It's. It, it's 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 educational. It's an, it's a. Uh, it's like a it's like a medical procedure that sucks, and then in the end, it's colonoscopy. It's colonoscopy. It, you it have to sucks, do it, but it sucks. But it, I think I think it teaches an important lesson that only a filthy, disgusting, fucked up Italian man can teach you. Damn, that's like the 
best possible way to describe it. And I don't think we're going to really beat that. So I think that's a great way to end this. Um, thank you uh, if you're at home uh, masturbating to this. Like, hi. Uh, first off, I hope that you came. And, uh, and thank, thank you, you for, for coming. coming. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Anyway, uh, this has been Your Takes or Excrement, which is now my favorite podcast. I really like it. You should tell your friends about it. Tell all your hoes, tell your polycule, tell your uncle, tell your aunt, tell your aunt and your uncle at the same time. Tell everybody. Everybody. Um, On the planet. Yeah. Put on one of those conspiracy theory like billboard necklace things yeah with with your ex your excrement or your take is excrement and run around the city streets yeah run around the city streets naked um well that's not quite it's not legal so we can't recommend that quiet part loud i see yeah Sorry. Uh, so so don't do not engage in public nudity unless it's legal where you live in which case I don't want to tell you what to do. You live right. your life. Well, it's kind of like drugs. You know, I don't don't do drugs unless they're legal where you live. In which case, you know, I do all the drugs. I think you should one. you should have all the fun that you can have, um, so long as you're alive. Yeah, yeah. So go watch Cannibal Holocaust, and we'll see you next week, um, with more uh, disgusting pornography to watch together. Yeah, yeah. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>